0: Alumni podcast with Tech and Prem. alumni podcast. I'm Tech, he's Prem. Music producers talking Philly sports. Another phenomenal weekend of football, but we
1: start, just yeah. like everyone else, with the retirement of Tom Brady. What can you say? I mean, as much as Eagles fans, as we hate that they, well, he stole our hearts. <laughs> 2004 when we thought we were going to get our first chip. Did he cheat? Um, did he cheat? Did he knowingly cheat? With the deflation of the balls? Yeah, did he know? I think Tom Brady probably knew what he was doing. And the stealing of the
0: balls. signs back in... Uh, I, think I don't, know. I, I don't know how much
1: of that was was Brady. I mean, I might have been more like front office and, and coaching staff shit.
0: Hiring the videographers to get the uh, yeah. practice
1: yeah 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 I mean, that's that's an organizational thing but you know the bottom line is in spite of all the scandals around Brady's career with the Patriots as far as that stuff goes I mean the man played in ten Super Bowls yeah but arguably his biggest loss in his career was against the Eagles it was arguably. I mean that was a
0: that was yeah. a
1: really bad loss that that loss to the Eagles kept Tom Brady from winning three straight Super Bowls yep how many quarterbacks have won three straight Super Bowls? I can't even count. Did Joe Montana win three straight? No. No. They won two straight. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, the Cowboys won two straight. Yep. But won three overall, but there was the gap. 93-94 was the gap.
0: So, I mean, who the hell won three straight? Or and the, the Bills Eagles kept. three them
1: straight. <laughs> four straight.
0: <laughs> four straight. And you know what's funny straight. about that?
1: I was talking the other day about that <laughs> with somebody when we were watching that Bill's Chiefs, that amazing Bill's Chiefs game. Yeah. Um, the Bills... In that first Super Bowl, they lost with the Norwood missed field goal. They lost 20-19 yeah. to 19 to the Giants. That was the closest they were in any of those Super Bowls because the next three, they got blown out blown of the stadium. Blown away, right. And then the fan base gets tortured again. That was <laughs> gets tortured again. They have 13 seconds on the clock. Oh. And they give up a game-tying field goal to the Chiefs. You just don't give that. <laughs> Only the Bills will do that. He left the middle of the field wide open like he wasn't going to get it to Kelsey. Crazy, man. <laughs> just... But yeah, Brady retires. I mean... Obviously the greatest of all time. No real debate there. Um, Stephen you know, A. Stephen A. said something I thought was incredible.
0: Uh, Tom Brady has only won less than 10 games once in his 22-season
1: career. That is just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That is absurd. And, you know, some people would be like, oh, well, you know, Belichick's defense is amazing. And, yeah, they they used to be. Right, like when you have Mike Vrabel and Willie McGinnis and Rodney Harrison and all these amazing defenders that were a Hall of Fame players. Yes, sure. Then you look at when you lose Tom. He loses Tom Brady. He's just a regular coach. Absolutely, feels that exactly. way. Exactly, and that and, way. and and Tom Brady made his point. Maybe not regular, but you know what I mean. He's not yeah. some like uh, superhero coach. Like, by, by leaving, the would have people picking the Patriots over the Bills. By the way. Right, yes. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Who who did that?
0: Uh, I believe I picked the (laughs) Patriots over the Bills. But you know, listen, uh, (laughs) he proved his point. He, He went to Tampa Bay with his middle finger up to Belichick. Yeah. Like... Watch me win a Super Bowl yep. without you. No question. On a t- on a on a team that at that point I don't think was as good. And then of course they they purchased their way yeah. Uh, yeah. to that position. The Same as the Rams did this year, well, by the add, way. Yeah, Rams yeah, follow the same for formula, net. right? They every did. high profile uh, free agent, every disgruntled superstar that wanted to be traded. Yep. You know the Rams were all over it and, and,
1: and bought themselves into this position. They did, and their defense is um, just ridiculous. The uh, the Rams, right. Uh
0: is Brady
1: really the goat? Absolutely. In your mind. Yeah, yeah? Absolutely. When it comes to postseason goat, I would if I was just ranking postseason greatest of all time. No, I'm
0: saying, no,
1: I'm saying as far as
0: quarterbacks okay. go, yeah. in in NFL history, with the Montanas and the Youngs and and you yeah. know, all the great quarterbacks, yeah. the Marinos, the L's. Well, that, that's what I'm getting Paytons, at, That's what is, I'm getting is at. Is
1: Brady the goat of all? There's three quarterback goat lists. The overall goat list that you're talking about, yeah, the regular season performance goat list, yeah, and then the postseason goat list. Okay, he's probably number one on all three. But okay, Montana would be two on the postseason list. Yep, but on the regular season performance list, I would put Marino in the top five.
0: Yep, you would but have He's not. To, yeah. He's not
1: on the all the the overall top five though. He's just. A, he's one of the best regular season quarterbacks to ever play the game. Aaron Rodgers, and it comes to postseason list, he's not even in my top five.
0: Really? Think oh, about it. Postseason, postseason, oh, postseason list. yes. Postseason list, yes. And, but no, a guy, a guy like Steve five.
1: Young is ranked above him in postseason. My Absolutely, postseason list.
0: and Peyton, I, I take right, Peyton because postseason. postseason
1: performance, because that's the money yes. ball, the money ball. But Absolutely. overall, overall, yeah, I mean, Brady's the, he's unfortunate. I say unfortunately because we're Eagles fans, but it's true. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. More passing touchdowns, yards, completions, wins than any quarterback that ever played the game, including Super Bowl chips. Including played in 10 Super Bowls. 10 Super Bowls.
0: Will this ever be done again? I no. mean, cause Unless I, it's Joe Burrow,
1: I'm going to go on record
0: now and saying that Joe <laughs> Barrow is, is... I was corrected by uh, our boy Vince Quinn on Twitter. I said uh, he will be... The next great quarterback. Yeah. And Vince Quinn said he is the next great quarterback. He That's corrected sem- semantics. Yes. Because he is now. He,
1: he is now the next yeah.
0: You know Brady. the next. To
1: me, yeah. one of the next GOATs. Yeah, the Bengals are going to be an elite team in the AFC now for the next 10, 15 years.
0: And it's not just Barrow. They have a tremendous defense. Yeah. Eagles fans have it wrong in this right. city, but we'll get to that in a second. And Joe
1: Mixon is the all-world running back. Oh, yeah. Joe Mixon's legitimate. I, I've always liked Joe Me Mixon. Me too. I thought he was getting a little um, downplayed coming out of the draft as far as his effectiveness.
0: Well, yeah. I think he got into trouble. Didn't he get into trouble before the draft or coming out of college? I think so. Yeah, he had
1: some character concerns. It hurt his draft stock, Right. And they he s- fell to, the yeah. Yeah, like go to the up. Yeah. Guys like that go to the Bengals, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? He's cleaned up his act totally and is a model citizen yeah. over there. It's who, not yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah, is. Fonte is. Perfect or whatever. That's who what I was going to get it, at, the other guy, the other criminal guy. Yeah, well, he's been gone though. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been gone. All right, let's get to the Sixers. Uh, they've won six of their last seven to finish January twelve and three. Great entering, month of basketball. Entering February, a half game out of the number one
1: spot, but also five games out of the nine. Spot. <laughs> yes, this is <laughs> five games above the nine spot. This is true. As, I mean, as it's crazy what the, the NBA wants. You got now if you look at the standings, tech, you got twelve out of fifteen teams that are in the playoff race. Yeah. Like clearly in the playoff range, and that's what they want.
0: They want this to come down to the yeah. last couple of weeks, right? And and really build up the drama. No question, especially for the East. Which yeah. in the beginning it looked like oh the East is finally a stronger conference mm, maybe they're the stronger conference because there's more teams that right. are floating around that that I don't mark. think they are though they but are. the West is still yeah, no, you West know Golden I mean, State Phoenix Memphis
1: Phoenix or Golden State's wrapping the West in, in yeah, the finals and absolutely. I think that um I, I was I was kind of down on the Sixers recently too yeah know, you but, were last week in fact I was but you know I could I could see how especially on the heels of this overtime win against the Grizzlies, I could see how this team, with Joel playing at his highest, his highest performance peak spot, um, could could maybe make it past the second round.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, you well, mentioned we've said that we've said that for the last three years. Bro. I know it's <laughs> tough to see them still get out of the second round. I feel but... like I'm
1: beating a dead horse with the Sixers, man.
0: But you mentioned the, the Grizzlies game the other night. Tyrese Maxey he went back and forth with John ja Morant and led the team to an overtime win over Memphis. Who, by the way, Memphis and the Sixers, the best two teams in basketball since Christmas. Oh, well, Me- Memphis has thirty five wins. Yeah, well, this team. The Memphis Grizzlies and the
1: Sixers
0: have right. identical records now since Christmas, since December twenty
1: sixth, yeah. actually. And, and you know, I mean, the Grizzlies had three more wins than any team in the East. Yeah, and they're third, exactly. third in the West. I mean, they're, they're that's the why Jazz the West the Nuggets. is still strong. <laughs> yeah, J- John Moran is uh, Moran is awesome, man. He's a, he's a really legitimate basketball player. Yeah, uh, he's got the it factor. Yeah, it was. This was a terrific win and a great showcase, a great
0: breakout showcase for Tyrese Maxey. I mean, for sure, they did it without Embiid. Embiid, this was a scheduled loss. Now, when I say scheduled loss, you love that phrase, yeah, because it, it's not like the organization or the team is going to admit that this is scheduled loss, and it doesn't mean that they don't want to win and they're not going to try to compete to win the game. They're not throwing the game. What it means is they're okay with losing this particular night. Well, they they're okay had, with. They had it.
1: four players play forty minutes. Right. I mean they left they left Maxie, Harris, and Curry out there and Drummond for forty to forty two minutes, and Thibol got thirty-three minutes.
0: And and by the way, speaking of Thaibel, the last two drafts, tremendously underrated drafts, you got oh, Thibol and Maxie, and now well, Isaiah both Joe too. Right? You, yeah, and Isaiah Joe, but but Thibel and Maxi in particular, the both first round picks, they're giving you starter they minutes are. now, and they're be, they're able to win games yes. as starters. Absolutely. So this is really two tremendous drafts back-to-back. I think these were Elton Brand's picks. and Really stellar job on these picks. Yeah, Maxie's averaging
1: uh, 17 points a game. Maxie's averaging as many points as Ben was averaging.
0: Prem, they're doing this, all this, without the $300 million baby,
1: Ben Simmons. The whole situation is just... He's got like an NFT as his uh, profile picture now on Instagram. and <laughs> An NFT, I love it. A yeah, non-fungible token.
0: All right, well, I, a new Ramona Shelburne report further breaks down- Who? Ramona Shelburne. Yeah, right, right. Uh, Further breaks down Ben's uh, uh, pettiness. Apparently, he played a five-on-five with some ex-NBA guys. Oh, God. And the footage leaked on social media, and he (laughs) was furious about it. Uh, He also said he's not mentally ready to play, not now, and not ever in Philadelphia,
1: but he's staying in shape in case he's traded to a new team. Well... Good job for doing what you're supposed to do, pal, (laughs) staying in shape, because you only make nine figures to play a game that millions of people would give their left arm to be able to quit their job and play, even with one arm.
0: Now, some of this now that you're hearing is expected pettiness. But now, here's new levels of pettiness, okay? Ben also admits he didn't respond to Doc Rivers' calls or texts, but expected Doc to just show up to his practice facility in the San Fernando
1: Valley over the summer. This kid is just, (laughs) he's warped and immature. It's
0: unbelievable.
1: He's living in a dreamland. You're not taking my uh, calls or my texts, but
0: you just want me to show up.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's really crazy when you think about what happened with Markel Fultz and now what's happening with Ben Simmons. Yeah. You know, luckily, with Tyrese Maxey, they got a guy that has got good character. Yeah. I mean, great
0: character. Because that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Ben just has a bit poor character. Ben also felt some type of way that Embiid blamed him after the series loss to the Hawks because he didn't blame Embiid for his poor performance in the playoff series against the Raptors a couple of
1: years ago. Ugh. <laughs> Ben has p- poorly performed in just about every playoff series he's ever played in. Absolutely, except for maybe one. Yeah, the he's first had round, some good the first round games against the Heat a couple years ago. The first round against the Heat. Yes, he was good in that series, but then he just laid a big egg against the Celtics.
0: It's to be noted, by the way, that in that Raptor series, uh, Jimmy Butler came up pretty short, too. Yeah, he he wasn't doing what he was doing in the regular season. They were supposed
1: to win that series in six games. Yes, they were. If I remember correctly. They needed all hands on deck. Everybody uh, missed that one. No one showed up. If they lose in the second round again this year, bro, I'm saying, like, I'm (sighs) not saying blow it up, but. You got to make changes. got to make some like, heavy and, changes. And maybe
0: guys that you think are untouchable aren't so untouchable. That's if, what I'm saying. If that happens.
1: Only two, in my opinion, right now, that are untouchable move, moving forward are Joel and Tyrese. Yeah, right now. And, and, and Thibault. I like Thibault. Those I mean, three. But, I mean, Toby, Seth Curry, uh, any of the other veteran guys you have that are maybe on a year or two left, they're all disposable. Right now, if, if they you, could if be. You, yeah. If you don't make it past the second round yes, this year. Exactly. If you make it past the second round with this group, then I say, yeah, keep them together. Largely. But <sighs> if you don't make it past the second round, it's the same thing again. Same thing again. Then you have to do something major.
0: Now, obviously, a Ben Simmons deal will get done at some point. Maybe they move the team to Delaware. Ugh. I'm just playing. Well, around. they already have the blue coats. I know. There. I know. Uh, the saga continues. We're we'll going to it when we enter the center with Kevin Kincaid from Crossing Broad. But first, brought to you by ProLine Music, everything for the musician,
1: it's time
0: for a Vet Fact. A vet fact,
1: well, Tech, like we talked about last week, you know, these months here February, March, there's going to be no vet facts related to games played, right? So, I had to think outside the box, you gotta get creative, gotta get real creative. So, I don't know if our listeners know, but there were frequent acts at the vet involving real animals like trained elephants, camels, oh, wow, baboons, (laughs) goats, pigs, and sea lions. Oh, how about that? Several times. Players even participated in cow milking contests. (laughs) There's pictures floating around of Bob. Are we in Iowa? There's pictures floating around of Bob Boone. I'm sorry, (laughs) (laughs) Phillies coach Bobby Wine milking a cow.
0: Okay, well, my God.
1: Dog and horse acts uh, visited the field on occasion, and obviously there was a cleanup crew following that bunch. Uh, But some of these acts bombed, man. It was the case with the infamous duck race. Oh. 20 ducks were it, supposed it to run. It
0: automatically sounds... Uh, Fishy. Like a loser.
1: <laughs> they were supposed to run across the infield from first to third in a race, but instead ran in every other direction, some of the ducks even heading into the Phillies' dugout. <laughs> there was even an ostrich race race that went terribly wrong when <laughs> the birds started spitting and biting and refusing to run.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. There's your
1: animal-packed vet fact.
0: Oh. Uh. Okay, Prem. I have to sound off on something. Uh, has WIP
1: lost their minds? Lost their minds! They're just going for like, they're more of like a shock value right? So uh, instigator.
0: For those that don't know, don't listen to it, fine. But they're doing this
1: thing where
0: different show hosts are appearing on the morning show with Angelo and making a case for who should be the starting quarterback next season. Now this makes me think the football i q of this city and this fan base is a lot lower than I thought,
1: yeah, it's really bad. Um you have a second year quarterback that had a better result than I will say eighty percent of second year quarterbacks that you see come into the league, yeah, eight, absolutely. eight, eight out of ten second year quarterbacks are not leading their team to a strong finish what six and two down the stretch, yeah, um, and and a playoff appearance. Um, obviously the playoff appearance went terribly, but it's his second year in the league. Right. Um, That's not common. That's not common. So you got three first-round picks. Even if you trade one of them and get a second first-round pick the following draft, you have a lot of draft capital. You can build the team around him. Yes. And give him his third year to see what he's really going to develop into on a $1.6 million cap hit. Exactly. What are these people talking about? I
0: said this last week. I don't get it, man. I I said this last week that, that if you're watching playoff football like we are, yeah, and you're seeing what these teams do and what they look like, you're noticing a common thread here. All these teams have good defenses. Absolutely. You're watching good defenses, playmakers. Yeah. Yeah. And the Eagles don't have that. Now, honestly, the problem with this team is not the quarterback. You have to replace, at minimum, four defensive starters. Completely agree. Uh, You need to sign a legit veteran wide receiver, too. Yeah. the quarterback is a luxury. I think we both agree here that Jalen's good. He's still on a rookie deal the next two years. Yeah. You build the rest of the team first, a la San Fran or the Bengals. Right. You know, then go get your quarterback if Hurts isn't the guy after
1: next season. This is simple. Yeah, right? and J- Jalen Hurts has played in as many playoff games as Carson Wentz. <laughs> exactly. For what this, it's worth. This one is extremely simple. I'm just
0: struggling with the idea that the radio home of the Eagles is promoting and campaigning openly the notion of Jalen Hurts not being the starting quarterback next season. Yeah,
1: it's it's um, it's unfair and unnecessary. <laughs> it's just unfair and unnecessary. I, the, the kid is obviously going to be the quarterback. The coach-quarterback combination of him and Sirianni have been constantly improving. I give Ike
0: Reese credit. He went on with Angelo and 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 uh, he tried lo- to shoot this oh, down. Yeah, he yeah. opened up the the, uh, the the campaign, if you will, with uh, backing Jalen Hurts.
1: Yeah, and I think anybody that is logical about football and understands how general management works and how, understands how salary caps work and just building a winning football team. Yeah, these people that are the opposite of that think that you can just like get some star quarterback and everything's going to be yeah, great. Th- People actually think Doesn't this team
0: way. is a Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers away.
1: No, this team of Russell Wilson is, is maybe 10-6 Yeah, best. you're
0: not—exactly.
1: You, 10-7, what whatever. You, yeah, what do you end up with, one more win? Maybe. Yeah, maybe one I, more win. Maybe two at best.
0: Listen— the, You need defense. Last time I checked, Russell Wilson doesn't play defense.
1: No, and look what the Bengals just did in Kansas City, holding the Chiefs to that many points. Yes, because they they have playmakers on defense who made plays. Yeah, I know Joe Burrow is great, but without defense, they they don't win that game. That interception late is what won that game.
0: Exactly, and make no mistake, Joe Burrow got it done. He did,
1: he did. But that defense is a big reason why they were even there in the first I mean, the Chiefs were driving for the game-winning field goal. Right. Essentially.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, it was definitely another tremendous weekend of playoff football. I'm sorry,
1: game-winning touchdown. Yeah, they got the game tying tremendous. field goal. They were they were driving for the game-winning touchdown on their oh. own field. Oh yeah, and, yeah and the Bengals defense stepped up, and that's why they're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, I'm jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun, but you're leading me into uh, our pick segment, which
0: we'll get into our Super Bowl picks, our revised Super Bowl mm-hmm. picks uh, in the pick segment. But coming up. We enter the center with our boy Kevin Kincaid on the vet line next.
2: Broline music. Broline music.
0: Location. Located at 490 Lincoln Highway in Fairless Hills, PA.
2: ProLine Music.
0: Everything for the musician. Carrying all major brands. You find a better price, we'll beat it. Offering lessons in person or virtual. On-site repair service center. Rentals. Recording studio.
2: ProLine Music. Call 215-736-8055. One more time. 215-736-8055. Yes, sir pro Music. Pro-Line Music. pro, line music. pro line
0: music. Everything for the musician. Enter the center. Yes! And the Sixers win it! With Tech and Prem. Please go! Bang! Bang! In the flying wing! The Vet The Vet Alumni.
1: Joined on the Vet Line by Kevin Kincaid, a self-proclaimed content machine for crossing broad, yes sir, and also a radio voice for Fox Sports Philly Gambler. Kev, thanks for joining us.
2: Hey, it's my pleasure. And just so you know, the machine thing was like a joke from the other Crossing Broad guys. I don't want anybody to think I have like, a big, big head or anything like that.
1: <laughs> well, if they, if they read your work, they would know that you're you're a pretty uh, sarcastic guy.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. And look, I, I have done like, I think it's, uh, what's the number now? I think it's like 7,000 posts in the last like five years. So it is machine-like. Not all of those stories are, are Pulitzer Prize winners, but, uh, you know, the volume is definitely there.
1: That's all that matters, man. Consistency and discipline. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, speaks for itself, um, consistent and disciplined lately have been the 76ers surging, uh, now only a half game out of the top spot in the East, but also remarkably only five games up on the nine seed. Very interesting Eastern conference. What do you make of this team? Do you think they're going to actually get past the second round this year?
2: Man, I hope so. What a weird year. I mean, it's so clumpy in the East. And then they have a great win, you know, like they did last night against Memphis uh, oh, yeah. without Joel Embiid. And you want to, uh, you know, enjoy that and talk about it. And It's kind of funny because I meant to write about it on the site in the morning and then just got derailed by other stuff. We had the Golden Corral uh, buffet brawl that we had to update everybody <laughs> on. Ridiculous. We, I uh, mean, dude, we, people <laughs> really
1: want that mac and cheese, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it, must be the, it must be the best steak on the planet. I must I must be missing out on something. <laughs> right. right? To be
1: a fly planet. on the wall. To be a fly on the wall. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> but then, but then we, we, so we had that. Then we had the Ramona Shelburne story about Ben Simmons and his oh, you know, yeah. latest garbage. So it's it's weird because the, the stink of the Ben Simmons stuff is just kind of wafting over the team and um, you know, kind of, you know, clouding these other like great storylines that Tyrese Maxey is a stud that Joel Embiid is playing at an MVP level that Doc Rivers say what you want to say about him has this team, you know, near the top of the Eastern conference while they're playing with a self-imposed $33 million salary cap penalty, you know? Uh, So it's, it's, (laughs) it's intriguing to me. It's It's just hard for me. To see where they are now, position-wise, with the trade deadline—what nine days away, eight days away, whatever it is now—and to think that they might wait on the Ben Simmons thing till next year. When I'm looking at the Eastern Conference and I'm looking at the Western Conference, and I'm like, they make a trade, they're good enough to win it all now, you know. So exactly. I think if uh, you know, it's like, look, if Daryl Morey thinks that waiting until next year makes them uh, a better team overall, so be it. But yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough sell. Um, to and chance—we're watching a pretty good team right now.
1: Absolutely. And you kind of lead me to my next question, which was specifically about Daryl Morey. How do you personally feel he's handled this situation with Ben? Uh, I don't think he's done a great job with it.
2: I don't think so either, but I trust Daryl Morey. And I'll tell you why. Because the Sixers in 2020 were, uh, I mean, they weren't in a, in a shambles, you know, but they had the Al Horford contract and the Josh Richardson, yeah. um, deal was, was made, you know, and he moved both of those contracts and he got them to the number one seed, you know? So Daryl, Daryl, Daryl Morey hasn't done anything to, um, uh, to unearn that trust. You know what I mean? Um, I think people are annoyed justifiably. So with the way that the Ben Simmons thing has unfolded, but, um, You know, I I don't I don't see any reason to have have lost faith in Maury so far. You know, I mean every move every every move that he's made. Um, you know, moving Richardson, moving Horford, bringing in George Niang, bringing in Andre Drummond—you know, on cheap deals. I mean, pretty much everything that he's done has worked out, except for the George Hill thing. So yeah. um, I still hold know, it against on. him, Kev.
0: I still hold it against him.
2: <sighs> man, I look on paper, that wasn't a bad move because it was like you need a another ball handler. You need a guy who can who can be a two way guy who can defend a little bit. And George Hill was a great player back in the day, but I don't know, man. Coming off that like thumb surgery and like just never really settled here, and so that was like the, the one. You know, if you could put it just one thing that. He Daryl Morey did. It. it didn't work out. That would probably be it. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Ben and and Morey, um, does this new report just uh, is it just a move intended to make Morey move faster on getting a deal done? And and do you think this is a deadline deal or is it an off season deal?
2: Man, there's a lot of traffic uh, Yeah, a lot of people running <laughs> interference out there. Rich Paul, Rich Paul <laughs> leaking a lot of stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah it's yeah. funny, man. Because I, like, uh, you guys know I did, like, MLS back in the day. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I broke some union stories back in the day. And, man, you know, navigating the, you know, the NBA um, – you know, communication pool is just crazy. I mean, like agents putting all kinds of crap out there and, you know, all kinds of different stuff is leaked. And right. You know, it's hard. It's, it's, it just becomes such a gobbledygook of like crap floating around. You're like, Oh my God, what do I even believe anymore? But yeah, there's a lot of leveraging on both sides. I I don't, I don't know. You know, it's hard to say because Daryl Morey, I think is a guy who is very, um, who's who's not gonna budge you know very easily and i do believe that when he says he'll push it into the, the the summer if he has to and um so be it but you know you have to then convince people that that's that you're better off essentially you have to convince people that you're better off taking one step back or take two steps forward you know and i think right. normally you'd be able you'd be able to sell people on that pretty easily mm-hmm. but you know this is a fan base that went through the process not that long ago you know, so the idea <sighs> of asking people to wait, yeah. You know, when they when they when they just did a lot of waiting, I think it's kind of a hard sell.
0: Speaking of the the process, Kev, the last two drafts, I assume these were Elton Brand picks, uh, but these drafts they produced Thiebaud and Maxey as well as Isaiah Joe and Paul Reed and Charles Bassey. Do they deserve more credit in hindsight for these last two post-process drafts?
2: I think so too, and um, you know, development is kind of fallen by the wayside in the NBA, you know, I mean, like the G league you know, and, the, and the D league, whatever you want to call it, you know, whatever iteration we're calling yeah. it now, like that, you know, they, that hadn't really been a thing too long ago, you know, there's it's always like a superstar league, you know, it's, where's LeBron going to go? Who's he going to hook up with? Um, and you know, the, the NBA is still star superstar league. It's still driven by that. Joel Embiid is untouchable, Yeah. but look at, look at what Tyrese Maxey has become, you know, in, in, you know, two years. And to me, that's a cautionary tale to say that it's not just like there's, there's value to be found in the draft, not, not just in the top five picks, you know,
1: it's ironic to think,
2: it's ironic to think they, they compiled all these top five draft picks. And then, you know, Tyrese Maxey was, you know, way down further down the board and ended up being a more important player than Jaleel Okafor and Markel Fultz and
0: absolutely,
2: Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's good that they, they haven't really let you know, um, if Darren Moore was not a guy who used, who used any of his draft picks, really, for a long time. So it's nice to see that they stuck with that and unearthed a, a, a stud, you know?
0: Now, you just mentioned Maxi, and you mentioned a word, the word, untouchable. Uh, he's having a breakout season in just his second year, too. Uh, is he untouchable in your eyes at this point, Tyrese Maxi?
2: <sighs> Man, I feel like this is an, an, <clears throat> going to be an unpopular one. But the only untouchable guy that I see on the Sixers is Joel Embiid. Well, that's, wow. fair.
1: that's fair. I mean, he's all world player.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's not and it's not even a knock really on Tyrese. If you think about it, it's more of just a compliment of how good Joe is. You know, so if if you were talking about you know reshaping this team, um, who's the only guy that's not expendable? I mean, we would have said Joel Embiid. You know, and it's not. Um, you know, I think the, the good thing about Tyrese's emergence is that we all initially thought it's like if you're going to trade Ben, you got to bring back a point guard or a ball handler, right? Because you don't have that right now. But now with Tyrese. You know, merging as being a guy who can do that. You know, it's like, hey, maybe we uh, you know trade Ben Simmons for a wing, you know, for a perimeter two or a perimeter three or something like yeah. that. You know, yeah, because yeah. You, you, yeah, now it's way you like ball handling concerns, and that gives you more flexibility with what you do with Ben.
1: I agree. Completely. That's that's the key. I mean, they, I, I think they need to make a move before the deadline, uh, even if. More he's not getting back what he expected or expects to get back for Ben. Um, Duncan, uh, Duncan Smith, I believe, just tweeted out, uh, imagine being on Ben's side. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was absolutely a genius. Because you
2: know, he, you you know, it's funny here. Let me say this. It's like Ben, the stuff that I read in the Ramona Shelburne piece about him being like miffed at his treatment or what like Joel Embiid. You know, about yeah. taking the blame for the Atlanta loss and stuff like that. It's <laughs> it's weird to me because he's been he's been through that before. Yeah, you, know, you guys remember? Um, I don't know if you remember Game One from the Brooklyn series back in twenty nineteen. I think it was yeah. or twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah. he played poorly and the fans booed him off the floor.
1: Oh, he was terrible in that series. In <laughs> oh, that yeah. series, yeah. they actually I think they led Brooklyn and they blew a couple leads in that series, right? Yep, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I-
2: I think what happened was he, yeah, he had a poor first game. He got booed off the floor. He told fans after the game, "Hey, stay on that side. You know, you're going to cheer for the the other team, right? You remember that?" And then he came, and then he, and then he came out the next, like game three in Brooklyn, and I think he had like a triple double on the road. You know, so it's like, and then the fans loved him again. So it's like he's he's been. He's been through this before. Yeah, he with knows the fans how fans and works. with the city. You know, yeah, absolutely. So it, it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be a it, none of that should be a surprise to him. You know what I mean? But
1: the kid just has poor <laughs> character. That's just the
0: problem. He just has poor character. He's, He's not a winner. He's, he doesn't care about winning or no. becoming a better player he doesn't care about that no
2: no No, you're right man you either you either you either have it or you don't man you're looking for dogs you know like and Absolutely. you know, some some guys just want to win and some guys are natural competitors like your you know your Kobe's and your Michael Jordan's of the world and other guys are just like they get thrown into basketball because they're six foot ten when they're in seventh grade or whatever and you know they've never had any competition ever and then when the going gets tough when they get to the NBA it's like how much do you love the sport? You know, I don't. I don't think that Ben Simmons even loves basketball. So. No,
1: <laughs> no, he's more worried about appearances and image and yeah, being so, a Kardashian pop, yeah. pop culture of uh, uh, perception. Yes, uh, things of that nature, reality show mm-hmm. driven world things. That's what oh, he's worried about. Uh, without question. So, so Kev, uh, before we let you go, two quick questions: mm-hmm. Who is the biggest competitor for the Sixers to reach the finals in the East?
2: Oh, who's, which team is the which biggest? Which team is um, the biggest competitor?
1: <laughs> biggest biggest roadblock. If you if they were going to be in the conference finals, who would be in their way? And whatever team it is, who is the most dangerous team to keeping them out of the finals from the East?
2: Oh, man. Because um, it's not Miami's, Brooklyn. It's not Brooklyn. No, no it's not Brooklyn. Wow. Miami's always a pain in the ass. They yeah, always they seem to have trouble with like Eric Spolscher teams, you know? I know, I know. Um, what about you know, Chicago.
1: Eh, pretender. <laughs> they're pretenders to me. Yeah, okay. Pretenders.
2: <laughs> they haven't they haven't they haven't been there before, you know. Right, so it's hard right, to it's right. hard to to trust them going to the play. Milwaukee, I can't count Milwaukee out, you know, no. just because they've been they they're the defending champs and they've been there before. And um but man, it's why it's wide open, dude. I the only team that I wouldn't want the Sixers to play in the playoffs is if they're both on the in the Western Conference. Yeah, it's Golden State and it's Phoenix. Yeah, so, yeah, um, <laughs>
1: And one of those teams is going to hoist the trophy. I believe so. I, I,
2: think, think, I so think so it. too. Yeah, I would love to see a, a Golden State Phoenix go to seven games in the in the Western Conference Final. To me, that would, to me that would probably be the title. You know, that'd yeah. be a, the championship. Right? They would. It'd, it'd almost be like watching. Uh, uh, well, I almost said Chiefs and Bills. I guess not Chiefs and Bills anymore because they're out. But yeah, I, I felt like it was more. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It felt like that was like the bigger draw than the than the. The AFC championship game you know
1: yeah definitely so you, you led me to my last question we yep. have to ask the Super Bowl is in a little less than two weeks I got the Bengals winning 33 30 Tech has the Rams what's your score Tech I don't have them but I'll just say <laughs>
0: I, I'll say 31 okay. 24
1: you like that what do you got Kev <laughs>
2: I don't I don't feel confident about it but I'll I'll say I'll say Rams like 30 27 I I just don't I I, I don't trust Los Angeles but at the same time I think like the only reason the Bengals won is because Casey choked it away you know so I I know it sounds like sounds disrespectful to Joe Burrow who I love (laughs) like he um he 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 helped eliminate Jackson Mahomes and uh Brittany Matthews yes yes Yes, forever uh forever indebted to it how, and how can you not like a guy who smokes cigars after the game while listening to uh get the gat
1: you know so. yeah, it's, it's, oh, yeah it's pretty uh pretty good visuals but um, i just i just
2: i just have a feeling it's like a close game but la somehow somehow pulls it off you yeah know?
1: well they got the defensive playmakers to do it for sure uh, mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. i just wonder if stafford is going to choke in the big moment he could he could you never know. <sighs> that's a big storyline,
2: isn't it? It yeah, is. It's it a is. big storyline. Mm. Yeah.
1: For sure. So, for our listeners, we've had uh, Kevin Kincaid on the line from Crossing Broad. Kev, we always appreciate your time and your thoughts, and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon.
2: Yeah, it's my pleasure, guys. Anytime, all right? It's time for Prim's Picks. These things are a blowout. A human walk. You can bet your children's
0: unborn children
1: on these games! Bram's picks. Well, I mean, it, it's basically the Super Bowl pick. It's the Super Bowl pick segment. Yeah. I'm taking the Bengals 33-30. <laughs> Joe Burrow trailing late, 30-26. to 26 drives the Bengals down the field for the game-winning TD, much like Joe Montana did against the Bengals in 1988 for a full, complete circle of life to take place for Bengals fans. You know what? We all love seeing underdog teams win a ring because our team did the same thing.
0: Absolutely. Now last week, I went 0-2 in my picks um, basically because I had the Chiefs winning the whole damn thing.
1: Yeah, you did. And at one point, I did too. Yeah, I mean,
0: they were my original pick, and then I shifted to Green Bay and then immediately went back to Kansas City once the the pack was eliminated. But uh, I didn't see it coming. I really didn't. I I was very happy, though, because even though I'm a Chiefs guy, I I had my Bengals fitted on last week. I I was rooting. You did. I was undercover rooting for them during the game. I mean, I really like Andy Reid, I love Andy. And I'm a big Mahomes fan. So I am a Chiefs guy. I love Tyreek Hill. I am a Chiefs fan. And... I was undercover rooting for the Bengals just because of the story. The fact that in my whole life the Bengals have been relevant when it came to this kind, this this time of year, once in my With car- whole Carson life. Palmer, Carson no, '88 actually. Oh well, right, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, they yeah. were relevant in a po- in a postseason, but not to this extent. They are since 1988, seven years old. I know, and and that's when last time they were here. I wasn't yeah. even into football like that with the last time they
1: were in the Super Bowl. So I hear you. I mean, yeah, and they have never won one.
0: Which leads me to this. I went with my heart last week over my head. Now, I certainly picked the Rams, but on this show, I decided I'm going to go with who I want to win that game, and I picked the Niners. Yeah. That ended up being the wrong choice, but it's and all they probably, good.
1: they probably should have won that
0: game. They, they, yes, they should have. Uh, the play calling was atrocious. It was really bad. Um, But... I'm reversing course this week, and I'm going with my head over my heart. And you're going Rams. I'm going Rams because I head to head on the Super Bowl. I want you to be right. I want the Bengals to win. I'm rooting for the Bengals, and and not only am I rooting for the Bengals. I'm rooting for the Bengals harder than any other team that's not the Eagles that's ever played in the Super Bowl that that's I've seen. That's
1: a pretty big statement.
0: Yeah, this is this is it. I'm rooting for the Bengals unlike any other year. Uh, other, like I said, other than the Eagles uh, Super Bowl appearances, two appearances in my lifetime. Yeah.
1: I am rooting for the Bengals harder than any other team ever. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, if the Bengals do win... That means you finished a playoff pick segment five and eight. Well, that's okay. And I would finish eight and five. That's
0: okay because I would be satisfied the with
1: the Bengals winning. It would, it would, it would be okay with me. That's I'll, fair. I'll take that, fair. that L. And I'm on a pretty high streak with picking because so far since we started the show, I haven't had a losing season or segment yet. Right. And that's going to keep that rolling. That is true. That's uh, going to keep rolling. But here we
0: go. Uh, another thing that really, because a couple things grind my gears here. Okay. First of all. I've never seen it in my whole life. Now 2 years in a row, a team in the Super Bowl has a it's basically a home game for them. 2 years in a pretty row, I've never seen it in my whole life. for now crazy. 2 years in a row. And it just so happens that these two teams, in my opinion, uh, I'm just t- I'm just saying, these two teams purchased their way into this position. Well, the Bengals
1: didn't really purchase their way. No, either. not
0: the Bengals. I'm talking oh. about Tampa Bay. Oh, oh, I got you. You know, and L.A.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, they it's, went uh, after
0: all the big-time guys right, that were right. available at the time. All the big blockbuster deals and the big signings all went to
1: these two squads. Absolutely. Over the last couple yeah. of years. Jalen Ramsey, Odell yeah. Beckham, yeah, um, Matthew Stafford. Von Miller. Von Miller, that's four right there for the Rams. Yeah, right there. Bucks, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown, Tom Brady. Yep. Um, there's more, I know too, but yep, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so you know,
0: it's for that reason alone. I mean, I'd be rooting against the Rams in this in this game, but the fact that the Bengals are no longer the bungles Done. and they have gotten to this point, I am rooting for
1: them. Yeah, me too. I think most of the country will be rooting for the Bengals. They should be. Actually. This is this is a tremendous story. What is Cincinnati won? They won I, some World Series rings in, oh, the 70, yeah. in the 70s. Sure. And that's it. No, and I'm sorry. They won the World Series in 1990 as well. And did uh, Cincinnati, the college team, ever do anything? The only Cincinnati professional franchise to ever win a thing is the Reds. Yeah. That's it. Did the,
0: the, the college team ever win anything? Bearcats. Zach Ertz they? went
1: to University of Cincinnati. Right? Okay. But did, um, they, did they ever win anything? Well, maybe they won a bowl game we don't know about. There, did Ertz go to Cincinnati, or am I mistaken? I don't know. I don't know now. I'm mixing him up with somebody, maybe. Anyway, no, they. Cincinnati has not won anything since 1990, and that was the Reds with Chris Sabo and Barry Larkin and Rob Dibble. Yeah, yeah, Rob Dibble. That's the last time Cincinnati. I had his starting lineup figure. (laughs) Yeah, Rob. Dibble. Chris Sabo with the, uh, with the goggles. With the goggles. That was a great team. Yeah, they they beat the Oakland Eric Athletics. Davis, was he on that team? Eric Davis was one of my favorite players as a kid. Yep. Not, not a Philly. That wasn't right. a Philly. Yes. Um, yeah, they beat the A's in that World Series. That was a good World Series. That was a good World Series. Yeah. I remember that World yeah, Series. Yeah, that was a good one. So that's the last time since he won anything. It's a great story. It, it is. really is. It
0: is. And, uh, hey, listen. I hope next week we're doing this show... And the Bengals are the world champions. Or no, it would be in two weeks. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, two Two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks from now.
1: We get the useless, meaningless Pro Bowl. Right. Uh, Nobody cares about Nobody cares it. In
0: two weeks, when we're doing our show, I'd like the Bengals to be the world champions. I would like that, too.
1: I would like that, too. But just
0: based off looking at the roster and all, I got to go with
1: the Rams. You're taking the Rams defense, then, to outplay Joe Burrow, is what you're saying. Yes. Uh, Yeah. I, I, well, I I'm, I'm counting ge- I generally you. disagree with that. I hear you.
0: And the reason why I'm saying that is because I think Joe Burrow only being a second-year player, I think this, this being his only postseason experience, he might have to learn a lesson before he wins a Super Bowl.
1: True, but one thing he did accomplish that I am very appreciative of him for mm-hmm. is he has led the Bengals to more postseason victories this postseason than the Cowboys have had <laughs> since 1997.
0: It's a wonderful thing. It's, it's a
1: wonderful thing to you, hate the thank Cowboys. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Um, H-
0: however, the Giants did get better. By the way, I know this isn't the place for the pick segment, but they, they uh, it's football. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, it's it's just getting on my nerves that the Giants may actually improve next week.
1: How so? Well, they're with their general manager. Yes,
0: the front office is getting better, which means they're probably going to have a better draft. And they have what, like three? No, they have like two picks in the top 10 or something like that. Yeah, (laughs) but they're still ridiculous. They're
1: still rolling with Daniel Jones, though. Which is maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Daniel Jones is taking the opening day quarterback snaps. You think so? Yes. The owner came out and said, Daniel Jones hasn't, we haven't done him any, we haven't given him any help. We haven't done him any favors, blah, blah, blah. You know, basically dismissing uh, his role in all of this. Well, we'll talk
0: about that in the coming weeks. But to recap, I'm going Rams, you're going Bengals. That's right. There it is. Orange and black getting their first Super Bowl ring. And we'll discuss it further next week since we have a weak gap.
1: Let me just add, though, what you said about the Rams' defense. The one thing that I will say is right about that is you can throw Jalen Ramsey right on Burrow's safety blanket. Jamar okay. Chase. Yeah, yeah, that Jamar does, that Chase. Does a Tremendous. Lot. That does a lot to the Bengals' game plan. Yeah. I think you're going to see heavy Joe Mixon early. Out of, out of, pl- out of wow. passing sets, out of passing sets. And that's the way that you offset the Rams' Uh, trying to take away Chase because then they got to play to run. Yeah. And then Chase in the second half could have a big second half. I think that's how I would approach it if I was Zach uh, whatever. Taylor? I, Zach yeah, Taylor. I think so, yeah.
0: Well, we have one more week to discuss it. That'll be next week. And, uh, you know, there it is. There it is. All right. See you next week.
2: Vet <laughs> Vet